Hey guys, welcome back to another episode here on the Semiconductor Podcast. My name is Jose Naharo. Today we're going to take a closer look at Broadcom. There's going to be a lot of information in today's episode. We're going to look at things like valuations, forward PE ratio, the integration and acquisition of VMware, some of the headwinds, some of the tailwinds the company is facing. So let's take a closer look in today's episode. All right, so let's just start off with overall price. Right now, Broadcom is doing really well, sitting at $994, up roughly 5% as I am recording with a market cap of 410%. Now, Broadcom, it's a semiconductor company. Its current P.E. ratio is trading closer to 29 at the moment with a nice price hike, closer to those high 20s, almost in the low 30s. And for those that are not familiar, Broadcom, they just finished their quarter four earnings and kind of shared us a lot about their fiscal year of 2024. Um, and most of their revenue does come from semiconductor solutions, but they do continue to see some nice strength in the infrastructure market. Uh, so like I mentioned, on October, on November 20th, 22nd, they completed their acquisition of VMware. The company announced earnings on um, December 7th, and they also did introduce new chip solutions, networking solutions with AI solutions recently. So I want to take a closer look at key point number one first, and that's just going to be top level finances. So like I mentioned, the company recently reported earnings and net revenue for the quarter four of 2023 was $9.3 billion up 4% on a year-over-year -year basis. They do mention their biggest portion is the semiconductor solution market, and that was $7.3 up 3%. The infrastructure software market grew 7%, and it's now $2 billion. The infrastructure software, though, it is important to kind of understand that this will be a big segment for them as they did just complete that VMware acquisition, so we are going to see some growth there. I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video, and check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. Now, for the fiscal year of 2023, their revenue grew 8% to almost $36 billion. They do mention that they haven't made any acquisitions since 2020, so this was a nice organic growth, opposed to where most of the semiconductor market is still seeing some weakness right now. The company does have a nice cash flow and share re um, shareholder returns. Cash flow grew to about free cash flow grew to 17.6 billion roughly 49% of revenue and they returned roughly 13.5 billion to shareholders via dividend and buybacks and overall we can kind of see free cash flow continues to grow on the year over year basis net revenue continues to grow gross margins is taking a tight uh, uh, quite a hit but it's sitting in those mid 70 levels for the past 4 years or so so now I want to take a closer look at key point number two, and this is more just in market overview based on this quarter four segment. Uh, so the revenue is broken down into a few segments, networking being the biggest um, networking revenue was $3.1 billion, up 23% on a year-over-year -year basis. Obviously, with data centers and AI, that's a huge, huge boost. Um, wireless revenue is $2 billion. It was up on the sequential beat 23% growth, but it did decline versus a year ago. So we're still seeing some weakness in the carrier, in the infrastructure market, very similar to Marvell. 
server and storage connectivity was down on a year-over-year -year basis sitting at 1 billion and we can see the other markets are either down or flat um, the industrial market which is automobile automobiles and industrial are si sitting at 236 million stable year on year um, at the moment so here we can see the different types of solutions the company provides for networking for server storage for broadband and to end for industrial automation from things like ethernet connectivity up Optical isolation, fiber optics, encoders, solutions, and optical sensors. And here we can see obviously their software enterprise as now they're pushing more into that hybrid cloud and that mainframe mentality. So I want to take a closer look at some other points, but first I do want to say thank you guys for the support here in the semiconductor investing and more. I'm growing this channel and you're going to see more videos like this on a daily basis. Where we're going to look at individual companies. So make sure to hit the thumbs up and the subscribe button. I do have weekly exclusive videos. Click join to learn more about the semiconductor program special offer at fool.com slash Jose and free newsletter at Jose Naharo.substock.com. So now if we take a closer look at key point number three, this is going be market outlook um, the company did share care of what they believe will be for their fiscal year of 2024 forecast and with the vmware um, acquisition they expect revenue to be roughly 50 billion representing a significant growth of 40 percent from fiscal 2023 most of that growth is obviously coming from the acquisition uh, so we can see how big this vmware acquisition truly was um, they do mention that in in segment specific outlooks networking revenue is expected to grow 30 percent year over year driven by the demand from hyperscalers and expansions of ai accelerators right when you have a gpu those gpus we've seen gpu clusters of over ten thousand. the way to connect gpus to gpus and then these crazy crazy amount of clusters is by using the networking solutions that brockham and marvell has they expect wireless revenue to pretty much be um, stable year over year they do anticipate a decline in the server storage and the broadband revenue at the moment due to cyclical weaknesses and the industrial sales is expected to decrease slightly mainly coming from the industrial side not too much from the automotive side but it's definitely creating some fear in that space now key points number four i want to take a closer look at some investment and market dynamics first the ai accelerating market is a huge growth opportunity they believe that this is a market just like amd mentioned could reach 400 billion with significant revenue driven by ethernet solutions and custom ai accelerators they do believe that generative ai revenue reached 15 percent of their semiconductor revenue which is a, a big portion of their total revenue right now and they forecast for fiscal 2024 semiconductor solution revenue to grow mid to high single digit percentage year over year some things they do have to kind of understand is inventory management right um, there are inventory challenges that Procom has to face with the overall cyclicality of the of the industry then the vmware trans strategy and integration so they are focusing on kind of changing vmware to a subscription model and divesting non-core businesses like end user computer and carbon black so obviously there's going to be some headwinds uh, and some growth opportunities there so with the vmware hybrid cloud portfolio they have the hybrid cloud infrastructure they have app delivery acceleration zero trust security and software defined edge uh, so the software market is software market is going to be very very strong for broadcom um, in the future thanks to this acquisition 
Now, key point number five uh, is taking a closer look at financial strategy and capital allocation. Capital expenditure in 2023 was $15.3 billion, which included dividends and share repurchase. Dividend did increase the quarterly dividend to $5.25 per share, marking the 13th consecutive annual increase since dividends began in 2011. As we're going to see, dividends usually just grow. Um, they usually just grow their dividend once a uh, once a year, uh, and they maintain that for the full year. They see that now it's $5.25. So for fiscal year 2024, expect $21 per share on dividends. I think that's actually pretty insane. Um, outside of that guidance approach, um, Broadcom is considering significant changes post the VMware acquisition. So they, they only provided kind of an annual guidance like we saw in the last slide, but they didn't provide a quarterly guidance that kind of mentions that, hey, right now this might be a little bit bouncy and and uh, a little bit interesting to see kind of the synergies and integrations of the new company being put together. Um, now, the final key point I want to take a closer look at are the big risk and challenges. First, like we keep discussing that VMware integration is going to be super interesting as they kind of transition to a subscription model. The other thing is they do mention that the integration of VMware is expected to take about a approximately a billion dollars in transition spending outside of that like we saw the kind of cyclicality in the market and the company also returning shareholder value so a lot of risk and challenges they're going to be focused on being a strong shareholder return which also focusing on integrating a business while also focusing on growth for the future uh, so a lot of challenges there for them to kind of juggle at one time but i do believe the company can do it pretty well now if we take a closer look at finance the company is more mature so they do have a nice amount of total long-term debt they do have a nice amount of cash and short-term investments it is important to understand that this is all going to change next quarter when we see that implementation implementation of the acquisition and i do believe it's going to be the same a nice amount of total long-term debt positive in cash flow from operations, positive in cash and short-term investments. Now, if we take a closer look at future outlook, PE ratio forward one year. So two fiscal, not this fiscal year, but next fiscal year, which will be fiscal year of 2025, PE ratio sitting at 17.3, not necessarily expensive. And even this forward, PE ratio forward, which will be four quarters from now, um, is sitting at 20.6. So overall valuations doesn't look crazy, crazy expensive. We can overall see that analysts do expect this company to continue to grow revenue on a year-over-year basis. So that does both well for the company. So Broadcom, definitely an interesting play. Like I mentioned, this is the best place you're going to find any semiconductor news and semiconductor updates. So make sure to hit the thumbs up and the subscribe button. Take care, have a good day, and see you next time.